Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Imprint. I'm very glad to have you here today. And I'm curious, I'm curious, have you signed up for an online course this year? Or maybe even you've got one that you joined at the end of last year. It is still quite early in the year, and perhaps you've got plans for a new skill that you want to learn or master. I have. I am always taking courses, particularly online courses, and I actually downloaded the Kajabi app recently, and it made me realize how many courses that I am actually signed up to. It's almost a dozen because I really love learning and I really see the value in learning things online. I have taken courses in marketing, in business, in Facebook ads, motherhood, dealing with teens. I really am a lifelong learner and I truly believe that I will always be learning. I mean, there are so many things that I would love to learn. I'd love to learn more about garden design and cooking and all of the things. But obviously right now in this particular season of my life, I'm generally focused on things that are going to help me grow my business so that ultimately I can have more of that time and money freedom so that, you know, I can spend more time with my family, that we can go on great holidays together. We can do all the fun things. So it's really interesting because I was actually recently looking at some stats about books because I heard that, um, oh gosh, what's his name? James Clear. Um, his book, Atomic Habits, has sold over 15 million copies. And I was fascinated by that. And I thought, wow, like, I mean, that's just incredible, that number. But also what I was really inter interested about it, I was like, wow, oh, I wonder how that compares to other books. And so I started looking at all these statistics in relation to books. And while physical book sales have declined in recent years, audio books have skyrocketed. And what this says is that as humans, the way that we learn might change but we always want to learn. It's part of the human condition. I mean, it's, it's in our DNA that, you know, the people who learn and evolve are the ones that survive. It's almost Darwinian. So anyway, I was curious about, because obviously we're talking about courses today, to reflect on the statistics that relate to online courses. And so worldwide, 49% of students have completed some sort of online learning. Online learning is the fastest growing market in the education industry. It has grown 900% since its creation in 2000. That's crazy. 70% of students say online learning is better than traditional classroom learning. The number of online learning users is expected to increase to 57 million by 2027. Online learning can increase student and employee retention by as much as 50%. And I thought that was actually really interesting, this idea of getting people who work with you to take online courses. And I've certainly had people in my marketing department and 
um, given them online courses in relation to Pinterest and Instagram, because obviously the more that they learn, then that helps my business as well. And online learning can reduce the time needed to learn a subject by 40 to 60%. So again, really powerful statistics. So obviously there are so many benefits to online courses. And even if I was thinking about that, I, that statistic about um, online learning being better than traditional classroom learning. And I really remember, I mean, I was kind of, I was at university for a long time. It actually took me a while because I started doing a bachelor of economics degree, didn't really love that. So then deferred my degree, then did a BA and I was kind of in and out of it because I was working pretty much full time while trying to do a full time degree. I was a little bit, you know, in my life, it was a funny season of my life where I was probably partying a little bit too much. And, um, and so I wasn't always applying myself to learning and it ended up taking me four years to do that degree. So that was five years by the time I got my BA. And then I did my master's in journalism, which was for about a year and a half. So I ended up in one way or another being at university for six and a half years. Have I got that right? Four years, five years. Yeah, six and a half years. And I actually, I love universities. I love the feeling of being on campus. I love, I am always talking about, you know, going into the library at Sydney University and walking through the, the sandstone buildings. And I love that. Like, I love the feeling and the energy of a university. However, I will say, and I think this was part of my problem of why it took me so long. And I was very young. I, I was 17 when I started university. I think one of the problems with universities, particularly when you're doing something like a bachelor's degree, particularly when it's in arts, you know, like a bachelor of arts is it's really like you can, you can come to the lecture, you can come to the tutorials and there's no incentive. You know, it's really all on you. And I think as a very young person who's kind of trying to find their way in life, it can be really challenging. And in Australia as well, you, well, at that time when I did it, I did it through Hex, which is a deferred payment on your earnings in the later. So I kind of wasn't really paying. And so it just seemed like this amorphous idea of, of learning and turning up. And it didn't, I didn't really have that incentive to do it. And what I was learning, you know, like studying Chaucer's poetry and, <laughs> um, gosh, I can't remember, but you know, like Australian literature and, um, yeah, all the things that I was studying was, you know, it didn't really feel like it was going to have a tangible effect on the type of life that I was going to have. I mean, it was really interesting. Um, I, rem I remember I did actually a, a program in criminology. I was actually considering becoming a criminologist because I found it so fascinating. And we did, we studied uh, John Benet Ramsey. I don't know if you remember, there was that little girl who um, was a sort of a, did all the beauty pageants and she suddenly, she was murdered and there was questions, was it her parents or who did it or what happened? And I remember studying that and it was like really interesting, but it wasn't necessarily like, okay, how am I going to apply this to my life? Anyway, the idea, what I do love though about online learning is that I think particularly as adults, we can really hone in on particular practical skills that we can learn or master. So if there is some area of our life that we want to improve upon, 
whether it is related to the home, whether it's something like decluttering or whether it is related to our business. And we want to learn how to master an area of our business so that we can actually make it money, you know, make money with our business, then we can hone in on a particular topic and it can be really practical and we can learn, you know, skills that can help us. Also, what I think is great about online courses is that in many ways it democratizes education. Now, of course, there is a fee often involved. I mean, it's it just it just wouldn't be make economic sense or be financially viable for people who create them to, you know, to not charge. So but it is so much cheaper than if you were to do that course at a university. I actually often have and ask students who do do courses through um, interior design courses through um, universities or even private colleges. And I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. They are huge investments. Even to do it through TAFE, which is a technical college in Australia, to do any kind of diploma in interior design is like it's tens of thousands. It's, it's thousands upon thousands of dollars. So it's hugely expensive. So when you look at the price of online education, it is a fraction of the price of what it course again, takes to do a course via a university or a technical college or a private college. So it has never been more affordable to learn. And we can also connect with, I love this, like-minded people around the world who have similar values, interests, and goals. Again, thinking back to my years when I was at university, because I was at Sydney University, I know there's a tradition in America and in the UK because I actually had friends from high school in the UK who then went on to study and they would actually go and live on campus at different parts of the world. So one of my best friends from the UK, we actually became best friends. Like we just hit it off on that very first day at high school in the UK. And I went back when I was 17. And once I had deferred my degree and I went back and lived in the UK for a little bit, and I went and stayed with her on campus at her college. And we had grown up near Manchester and she was then doing a degree. Oh my goodness. I don't know if she went to Leeds. She went somewhere. She went to another part of the UK and that's where I went. Oh no, Bristol maybe. No, I don't know. I'm getting mixed up. Anyway, she went and I just love the fact that like all these students then were like living on campus and meeting and like making an effort to engage with each other. Whereas in Sydney and in Australia, generally people don't move and live on campus because it's really expensive and most people can just commute. So that's what happened at Sydney universities that most people would commute. I used to do that. I initially, when I was living at home, I would get the train and I would get the train into the city. It would take about 45 minutes or an hour. That's probably when I was reading my books or my lecture notes. And, um, and then go to university and then just get the train back. And then I ended up moving closer to um, the university into a share household. But people don't really make a huge effort to connect with other people in the classroom or in tutorials. You kind of go there. I don't know if it's changed much, but um, you go there and yeah, you you don't you didn't really interact that much. I mean, I always tried, but people were sort of more invested in their personal friend groups back at home, you know, wherever they were commuting in from. And so that's what I love though about online education is that it gives you this opportunity to connect with like-minded people around the world who have, like I said, you know, the similar values, similar goals, 
And you can, I mean, while you can't physically connect with them always, but you can have that kind of connection where you're like, yes, this person understands me, they get me. And of course, I'm going to go into some other ways that you can connect and take that relationship off the course and into real life. Now, of course, you know, there are some challenges. We can often get excited about what we're going to learn. We can have good intentions about, you know, courses, but sometimes they can end up sitting on a digital shelf and just gathering dust. I wonder if this has happened for you that you have joined an online program or a course and it's just kind of sitting there and you haven't really participated. And, you know, often it can just feel like life gets in the way, you know, maybe there's a work in quotes emergency and you feel like, oh, I've got to focus on that and I just don't have time to do the course or Maybe you're at a critical point with a client or trying to onboard a new one. And so that course that you joined or the program that you joined, it's like, oh, I'll I'll do that next week. I'll do that next week. Or maybe, you know, if you've got young children and then suddenly there's a school class performance for your child, or you've got to get involved in some sort of fundraising activity at the school, or your friends invite you to stay, you know, maybe at their holiday home or to go and do something with them. And, you know, before you know it, it's just kind of, it's been weeks and then months, and then you've kind of forgotten about the course. Does that sound familiar? I know that I've definitely had that happen in the past, but I know that there is so much that you can learn when you do the work. And I truly believe that courses can change your life. I know how much time and effort I put into every course that I create. And I I believe, you know, many other course creators are the same. We want you to get results. We want you to learn a new skill. We want to help you with your home or your business or your life. And I want to help my students get to the finish line. I'm always looking at ways to help people get the most out of my courses. You know, this is why I include milestones and have introduced accountability pods inside inside the Styling Masterclass and Design and Grow. It is why also I, I drip content within the styling masterclass, because I don't want to overwhelm people. I think sometimes when there's like all this stuff, it's like, oh, where do I even begin? It's kind of like with Netflix, you know, if you've got a million shows to watch, then it can feel overwhelming. But when, um, when you've got more of a filtered edit of what to watch, or like a program is releasing week by week, then sometimes you're actually more likely to engage it. Cause you know, that's the thing that you're looking forward to watching. I know I actually, I don't watch many programs, but um, I was like that with Ted Lasso and also with The Morning Show, that first season. I really enjoyed that. Um, And then it became a little bit more like a soap soap opera and I wasn't so much into it. Anyway, today I wanted to share how I personally get the most out of any program and some strategies that might help you to finish any course that you've joined too. So if you're a student in the Styling Masterclass or you're in my Design and Grow program, you know, this is a really great episode for you too. I really want to help you get the most out of your investment. And even if you're not in those programs and you're in some other program, you're going to find this really helpful. Now, before we get into today's conversation, um, if you are a new listener, just make sure you hit the follow button so that you will get episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Or if you're a returning listener, please, I'd really love if you could take a quick second to give a five-star rating. You can do it right now while you're listening to this or leave a quick review. All right, let's get into the five ways that you can finally finish that course. First of all, what I want you to do is make it easy. 
So I'm going to share three ways that you can make it easy for yourself. The first is to add it to your calendar. I know it sounds obvious, but if it's not in your calendar, it's less likely to get done. I actually say it won't get done. If you're kind of thinking and it's just floating around in your head and then you've got a million other things floating around in your head, it's just not going to become a priority. So put it in the calendar. We have actually added add event to our program so that it is very easy for it to add to your calendar and add to your calendar on your local time zone. Because obviously when you're doing programs and I have people from all around the world, from Mexico, from Ireland, from Switzerland, from Germany, uh, the US, Canada, joining my program. So when, you know, there's that kind of time zone, even within the US, there are so many different time zones. So that is a great thing. If um, your course has something such as Ad event, make sure you use that resource so that you can get it in your calendar, it's on your time zone, and you are more likely to actually do it because it's there. It's right in front of you and you don't have to think about it. It's already there. Secondly, I would say commit to one hour a week. So we all have one hour a week in our calendar where we can do the work, when we can dedicate our time to do one thing in that program. Look, I'm sure that you can probably do with any course or program, you can probably spend five hours a week. But if you don't have five hours a week, just commit to one hour a week because you will still get results and it would actually help you get that momentum going and you're more likely to show up. So I know without a doubt, all of us can find one hour a week in our calendar because we're already doing things, other things in our calendar that take that amount of time and we often don't even realize it doing things such as, you know, scrolling on our phones or watching a show or whatever it is for you. I'm sure there is a way that you can find at least one hour a week. I'd also encourage you, the third idea I want to share in this little point is to write a list of reasons how the course is going to help you and keep that somewhere that you can see and really connect with that. So really kind of get in tune with how this is going to help you because you're more likely to show up to that, um, you know, live Q&A or you're more likely to show up to that hour that you put in your calendar to do the work that week and have those reasons perhaps pop up as a reminder on your calendar an hour before you're supposed to do the work. So if you've got a digital calendar such as Google Calendar, that's what I use, um, maybe have like a little reminder that pops up. And it will say like a reason, you know, a key reason instead of like where you put the subject of like what the meeting is about or what the event is about, you can like literally put, um, this will make me more money <laughs> or I'm going to have better relationships with my children or whatever it is for you. All right. The second big idea that I wanted to share with you today is to make yourself accountable. This is so important. As I said, when I was at university and I just didn't have anything that really made me accountable, except for one thing. I met a friend at university and she, um, we hit it off straight away and we became fast best friends. And, um, and I loved, you know, we would love, we were actually in lots of classes together. So pretty much most of our English classes, which was one of my majors, we were in together. And so we, really wanted because we were friends we wanted to show up together and we'd sit next to each other and then we would 
chat after the lecturer before she would then go to whatever her one was or my one was, or we would walk together to the next one. And so because we had each other, we were much more likely to show up because we wanted to see each other and hang out and catch up and talk and, you know, all the things. So it's really great, actually, if you are doing a course, if you can do it with a friend, if you know someone else is on a journey with you and you do it with a friend, you are more likely to show up and, you know, cause you can see each other, even if it's virtually, or you can kind of make a time to go through the work together or just check in with each other. Even if you just kind of send each other a text message or, you know, there are so many different ways that you can help each other become accountable and do the work in that program. Also join an accountability pod. This is something that I've introduced into my programs recently. I'm so excited about it. As of the time of recording, you know, I haven't had the chance to yet see this flow through because we've sort of just introduced it, but I'm really excited about this because already, and I know people have actually done this offline a little bit. So when I was talking to a student in Design and Grow, because she's got an Airbnb and other people in that program do an Airbnb. So they have actually reached out to each other and connecting and sharing resources with each other about their experiences. And I think that's amazing. So, um, you know, connecting with other people who are either in the same geographical region or same interest topic, if there's a slightly broader topic. So say for instance, within design and grow, because it's, um, you know, I have people all around the world and some people have an Airbnb, some people are interior designers, some people have an e-commerce business and some people have a brick and mortar. So they're kind of the broad categories. And then I've got some people who are in or creating online courses or coaches and that kind of area. So they're kind of like five main categories of people that I have within that program. So to connect with other people who are on that journey is really powerful because like I said, you can share resources and, and really connect and you feel more committed. Also, another idea I want to share about making yourself accountable is that make perhaps make a deal or check in with your partner. I know so often, and look, I do this too. Sometimes before we join a program, particularly one that is a more significant um, investment, I know for me, if I join any program that is maybe over, say, $1,000 um, or more, like some of them I've joined and it's been because it's in US dollars and it might be 2000 US dollars, which is kind of depending on, you know, what's happening with the exchange rate, say like three and a half thousand Australian dollars. It's quite an investment. And I always will talk to my my husband before that, not because I need his permission, but obviously, you know, we, we make decisions collectively about what is worth the investment. And, and I feel that it's important to discuss the investments that, that are making. And obviously, you know, sometimes we have like, this is the week that the school fees are coming out of, and he manages that side of things. So I do need to check in so that, you know, there's no nasty surprises that, oh, I've just paid for this program. And then, oh, that's the week that the school fees are coming out. And I didn't realize that. And so it might have implications. So, you know, because we, I mean, I'm sure many of you have this, you put some money into an offset account for your mortgage or whatever. And so you have another account for other things. And so it's just the way that you manage your money. And so you might want to discuss with your partner, if you have a partner, if you're making a financial investment, that um, is something that you need to, you know, you feel that you need to be on the same page. And, and I actually just a little side note on that. I actually find, and I know that this is true of the, the students that I have in my programs as well. 
the more I pay, the more I show up, the more that I'm like, I'm going to get my money's worth out of this program because I've made a big financial investment. So I'm going to make sure that I'm going to show up to every call. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to go through the modules. Like I really show up. Whereas I've done other courses or programs, which are a much lower dollar value price. And I like, I've even done ones that are $97 and, um, you know, and sometimes I'm less likely to do those or ones that are like 200 or $300. And I find that the, the, it's not as much of a compelling reason to do that. Whereas when I'm paying in the thousands, I am definitely showing up for those. So I just think that's a really interesting side note. There's a kind of a catchphrase in the online marketing world, um, and particularly in relation to courses that when you pay, you pay attention. And I think that is really true of online courses. So the more you pay, the more attention you're likely to pay because you really want to get that investment. It's like, um, if you have a personal trainer and you're more likely to show up because you're paying more for that personal trainer than if maybe it's a membership for a gym and it's like, Oh, I didn't go today. I'll go tomorrow. And it kind of just keeps getting pushed along. So anyway, um, if that is the case for you and you, you have made a bigger investment and it's maybe something that you've discussed with your partner, you can do this either way, you know, even if it is not a huge investment to just help keep you accountable is make a deal or check in with your partner and sort of say like, um, I'm going to share with you at the end of every week, you know, one of the big takeaways that I learned from this program. And sometimes they actually do that sort of unconsciously in some ways, you know, I will, um, be going through a program and I'll say, because my husband and I go for a walk every morning. And so if I've learned something, I'll say, Oh, do you know, I didn't realize, but you know, if I use this strategy in this area of my marketing, then, you know, it's going to make this so much easier. And I'll sort of discuss some of the things that I've learned. So I think just sharing with your partner, if they're, you know, if they're open to that and they're excited for you, then that can be a really great way. I mean, maybe if you don't have a partner who's particularly interested, I do hear this sometimes. I mean, my husband and I, we both work in the business. So we're, we're so much both in this world that we get really excited sharing things that we've learned with each other. I'm always sharing podcasts with him, like, please listen to this one. This was really great. Um, or you must read this book. Whereas if you've got a partner who is really just not on the same page, maybe you've got a sister or a family member or a friend that you can say, look, I'm doing this program at the moment. Um, can I just share with you or send you a text message at the end of every week, like some of the big takeaways and whether they kind of care or not, like, but just having that accountability with someone else, then it might make you more likely to kind of go through the work. All right. Um, number three. So the third big idea that I wanted to share with you today is to habit stack your learning. One way that I found really powerful recently to really um, make sure that and help myself get through any program or course is to actually download the app. So many courses are on Kajabi. My programs are now on Kajabi. They used to be on Teachable and now we're on Kajabi. And one thing that I love about Kajabi is that it has an app. And if you download that app to your phone, then you can just watch or listen to it on the go. So, I mean, maybe even if you've got like, you know, children that you're still push pushing in a stroller, you could literally, you know, have that phone on the back of the pram and kind of be watching it as you're going for a walk with the child on the stroller along the beach um, or wherever you live on, on a country walk or, you know, a park or wherever you go for your walk. Um, 
for me, I, you know, I don't do that. And I actually don't like looking at things while I'm walking. However, for me, what I do like doing is sometimes I will just have it on. Like if I'm driving, instead of listening to a podcast, I will have that module or it might be a Q&A. You know, a Q&A is often something that you don't often need to watch the video, you know, presentation, but you can listen, you can still learn so much. So I was actually in a program last year where there was a lot of um, coaching in that program and coaching other people. And so I would listen to all of the coaching um, within that program. And that actually helped me so much really know and understand, obviously learn for my own benefit, because when you hear other people being coached, you actually learn so much about Sometimes you you can kind of almost learn more about yourself in that moment and learn more about your business or the area that you're trying to grow or improve upon than when it's like yourself or you're trying to think about yourself because you've got that perspective and you kind of let go of your own personal attachments that you have to your thoughts or ideas and you can be more open and receptive to ideas. So it's really interesting to listening to someone else get coached can be really powerful. So I actually would put one of those sessions on and if I was driving around, I would just kind of have it sitting, my phone sitting in the car and I would just listen to it while I was driving um, instead of listening to a podcast. So, you know, that was great. Or again, I would listen to it while I was cleaning the kitchen or doing the laundry. So, um, downloading an app where you can listen is a really great way to make progress through a course in those kind of the margins of the day sometimes that you might have. Um, and look, yes, of course it, sometimes it's better if you can watch the videos, but I think, you know, even if it means that you're missing out on a video presentation, but you're actually getting something from it, it's better than doing nothing. All right. So the fourth big idea that I wanted to share with you today is that when it comes to online courses and programs, take what you need and park the rest if you don't have the time to go through it right now. So often you can't implement every idea you hear inside a course or program you know, at least not all at once, you know, you would become paralyzed with overwhelm and instead focus on what is like one thing or one idea that you can implement that week. What is one big takeaway that can have an impact on your business or on your life? Focus on the idea that's going to have, you know, the biggest impact on you personally or on your business and do that first. When you do this, it makes you feel more confident and it has a positive effect that you're more likely to take action and gain momentum in that way. So yeah, I would really encourage you that it can sometimes feel, particularly if you're short on time, like, oh, I've got to do every single thing within there, but you don't have to, you don't have to always do every single thing. I know that, you know, I would often um, have that kind of approach and the sort of thing, like I've got to do everything and I've got to do it perfectly and I've got to do it in the right order. And look, yes, I definitely, you know, create my courses and my programs so that there's a definite logic to the order that things are done in. But maybe for that module or for that course, you know, that week or that month, you don't have to do every single thing that you are presented with, but look and kind of scan and see, okay, what are the things that like are going to help me the most this week or help me the most this month and focus in on their right now. And then if you don't have time, think I'll come back to those other ones later. So at least you're still getting value out of the course. And of course, if it's a program where you have lifetime access, you can focus on one key idea to implement each week or month, and you can go at your own pace. I mean, that is actually the beauty of online courses. 
again, kind of going back to when I was at university, if I didn't go to that lecture, it wasn't recorded. I mean, they probably record things now, but it wasn't recorded. And I just missed the lecture. And so sometimes I would ask my friend who was in the lecture, can I have your notes on that lecture? Or, um, you know, if there was any handouts, you know, I'd get a copy of the handout, but, um, or she would grab it for me. But, you know, if you missed it, you missed it completely. But that's one of the benefits of online courses is that you can go back to it and you can go at your own pace. And so, you know, if you're in a season where you don't have a huge amount of time, instead of doing it while it's live, you can do it, you know, at a time that suits you and maybe join a live session at a future date as well. All right. The fifth and final idea that I wanted to share to you about this is work out your best way of learning. There are so many different ways that you can learn within many different courses and within my programs, certainly within the styling masterclass, actually both of them, all of them, um, you know, there's a workbook, there are videos that you can watch. Um, there are sometimes audio files that you can listen to. Um, there are, you know, different ways that you can listen. And of course, like I said, with the app, it means that you can listen to the audio, even if it's a video. So, you know, if there's a workbook, for example, download it or print it and go through the exercises. If you find that most helpful, you know, find out what is your best way of learning or think, you know, are you better learning in an audio way? Um, I actually find that with me, when I am learning something or doing something, if it is, even if it's a podcast and I find putting headphones on, it's like it goes more in my brain than if I am, I'm sure the studies, I think there are actually studies that back this up, that if you sort of listen to something with headphones on, it's like you kind of become cocooned within that audio space and it just goes deeper within your knowledge and within your knowing um, then if it's kind of just playing in the background, because then there's other noises and you're kind of a little bit more distracted with audio cues. So for me, if I ever listen to something in an audio format, I always do it with headphones on. And also, you know, maybe for you, it's better for you to watch a video and take notes. For me personally, within some programs, I find that if it's a video and it's a long video and there's no graphics, sometimes I find it's like, I could have read this in a PDF in about 10 seconds. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I feel like some videos are really protracted and I get really frustrated with them or they're really long or, you know, some videos I feel are better shorter or some are better longer. It depends if it's more of a training or if it's like a little bite-sized piece of knowledge. So sometimes I actually prefer PDFs and that's why I include PDFs within my courses and programs, because sometimes I find that more helpful than if it's a video training. It really depends on the, the kind of the goal or the outcome for the course or the program. So, you know, you work out what is your best way of learning. And um, I know though, if I do watch a video and if it's a longer one or it's a training, what I often do is I'll open a Google doc at the same time and I'll actually type notes in there because I can type quicker than I can write. And then I've got a record of those notes that I can go back over that I don't have to watch the whole training over again. So I feel that that is for me and it helps me like when I actually document it and I can obviously, if it's not live, I can press pause, which is, you know, it's why it's great if, you, if there are replays that you can watch. I know that I get students sometimes feel stressed like, oh, I can't join live because, you know, I'm picking up my kids at that time or whatever. I mean, I always try and have the sessions so that, um, you know, it's hopefully suits most people around the world, but, you know, inevitably, you know, it's, 
it's really hard to make, you know, everyone and their personal circumstances, you know, meet every single needs. But I actually find that if you watch a replay, you can pause it. You can take notes if you're writing in your Google Docs. So I actually don't mind if I'm watching a replay, if I'm in a course or a program. All right. Before we wrap up this episode, I just want to share five reasons why online education is really important for your growth and want to encourage you to dive back into that course you joined, but you didn't get around to finishing. So first of all, I want to share that this is really around a sort of a student mind shift. When you position yourself and identify as a student, you are more likely to be open-minded to new ideas and put your existing ways of thinking to the side, you know, momentarily suspend your current beliefs to be open to new ideas of acting, behaving, and learning. So I do think it's really important that when you kind of take on the identity of a student, you are actually more open and receptive to ideas than when you are kind of, you're just kind of trying to do learning and like grab something off a um, YouTube video and you're doing everything in a really piecemeal fashion. I find that when you actually embody the identity of a student and you have somebody who's teaching you a course or a program, it's like, okay, I'm just, I'm open and willing to learn and receptive to new ideas. Whereas I think that sometimes we can have more resistance when we're sort of trying to cobble things together ourselves and, or we're just not doing anything anyway. And the second reason I think that, you know, courses are really important and something that you should make a priority if you've got one that you've already joined is that you can enjoy a feel good factor. When you learn something new, you get a dopamine hit and that always feels good. But of course, unlike some other ways you can get hits of dopamine, it's not only good for you, but it has long lasting positive benefits. And those small results can lead to more action, which can lead to bigger results in your life. So, you know, I know online courses have had a massive positive impact on my life. And I am just so grateful that I've had the opportunity and I've had the access to that. And, you know, you think about it, like there's some people that don't have that opportunity or don't have that access. And the fact that we do is amazing. And, you know, even the fact, I mean, I have so many students who are non-English um, speaking background who do my courses and I have such huge admiration for them that they're doing a course in another language, which is amazing. Whereas, you know, like for anyone who is English speaking, like we, it's such a privilege, the fact that we get to do a course and it's in our, you know, our native language and it's, it's easy for us to do so. And we can have such a positive impact on our life by learning in that way. The third idea that I wanted to share with you is that Online education can have an, a compound effect. So as I mentioned, you can learn something once and you can reap the rewards of that many times over and for years to come. I know certainly for myself, I mean, there are some courses that I did now, they were probably at least, well, actually, I think one of them was almost like five years ago now. And I am still benefiting from that course. And I actually still dip into that course from time to time and go through some of the resources and the modules within it. So, you know, it has this compound effect that not only do you learn something in that moment and then that knowledge builds upon that knowledge and then you can go to that next level and that next level and that next level and it keeps kind of compounding in that way, but that you can also, um, you know, keep accessing it if it's a lifetime access program. 
So just remember that the time it takes you to complete a course now will also save you so much time, energy, and money in the long term. You know, that has a compound effect too. And it can save you a whole heap of stress and frustration too when you're going through, you know, alternatively, a trial and error process. If you're trying to work it out by yourself rather than just following the steps of someone else who's already done what you want. Look, there is so much information out there now on YouTube and all of those different things, you know, even chat GPT, but you're really having to piece it all together. And I find, and I know I hear this from my students too, it's like, there is so much information out there, but how do I know what is right for me? How do I know what is my next best move? How do I know what is the missing piece of the puzzle? And if you don't know that, or you don't have somebody guiding you with that, that can be a huge part of the problem. I mean, yes, like you can find any of that information out there if you knew what the best thing for you to do was. So um, that's where online programs, online education can be really beneficial. And so, you know, taking a course, taking time to take a course now really will be a gift for your future self too. You know, they will definitely thank you. Think about, you know, yourself in three years time, or like I said, you know, I did a course five years ago and how much that has helped my life, how much that has helped my business. And I'm so grateful and thankful that I actually did that all those years ago. And it's the same with the ones that I did last year. I am so grateful the course and the program that I was in last year, that really had a huge impact. I had a massive massive aha moment in my business doing that program. And it really has transformed the way that I'm approaching this year. So sometimes, you know, when you take a course, it's not that you have like all these millions of bits of information. Sometimes you can learn just this one thing. I mean, you learn many things, but you learn this one particular thing that can change everything for you. It can just completely reframe the way that you do something or think about something. And that is why courses can be transformational. All right. I know this is a bit of a longer episode, but I hope that you're finding it really valuable. Just a couple more points. Number four is progress is progress. So sometimes, and I used to be like this, we can want to do everything perfectly. So if we're not doing every single lesson perfectly, we can sometimes give up. You know, I like, I get so silly about all of this sometimes, or I, at least I used to. And I would, you know, in terms of my notes and I had to have like the end, the top of the Google document matching the exact name of like the course module and, you know, all of these little things. And so what I would say to yourself is that when you sometimes do those things or think like, I've got to do everything perfectly or in the right order, then um, you sometimes can be more likely to give up. And this is actually what happens with people who are perfectionists. And I was talking to a student in design and grow and, and she's an interior designer. And this was what she was having within her business was that she was like, I want everything to be perfect. And so she's got this these such high standards with certain areas of what her business, but then other areas of her business start to fall apart because she's got, you know, it's the huge imbalance between the areas of her business that she, she puts so much time and attention and then other things get completely neglected. So we need to kind of course correct that, um, particularly in online courses as well, is that, you know, if you're sort of making everything so perfect at one end, but then you're actually not getting through it, then you need to readjust. You need to realign the way that you approach taking online courses so that you can actually just get through it. 
you know, get through the things that you really need to get through. So give yourself some grace and do what you can with the time available to you and focus on the areas where you need the help most. That's what I often do. And if I have time to go back over the modules that are perhaps less relevant, I do that too. So I really find, as I mentioned, I'm loving the app, but using the app helpful in this way, instead of, you know, like I said, listening to a podcast, I've now taken to listening to the modules within the courses that I'm enrolled in. And I really enjoy this way of learning. It feels like I'm getting more value out of the program or that I'm reinforcing other learnings that I've made in the program. And the fifth and final um, idea that I just wanted to share in why it's really important to kind of make that effort is that it really is when you when you take an online course or program or you actually do the work when you're already in one, it really is one of the quickest and easiest ways to get results. You know, I love books and I love podcasts, but there's nothing quite that rivals, you know, they just can't compete with a course or a program, especially the ones where you get feedback on your work, or you can ask a question, or you can download a template that can save you hours or days, or sometimes even years of trial and error. It's one thing to understand the theory, but it's something else to be able to put ideas into action. And this is when you get the real results in your life. This is why online courses are so powerful. This is why they can truly transform your life. They have changed my life both as a teacher and as a student. And I truly believe that they can change your life too. All right. I hope that you have found this episode helpful, giving you some more tools, tactics, and strategies to finally complete that course you're enrolled in this year or maybe last. So let me know if you found it helpful. This is episode 172. You can put a little comment in the review section, please. You know, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into creating these for you. And I really want to know if it's helping you with where you're at right now. So I'd love to hear from you. And if you're a student in one of my programs, know that I am always here for you and my team, not only looking for ways to help you get to the finish line faster, but giving you the support along the way to make it happen. Thank you so much to li for listening today. I hope that you found this conversation really valuable and I look forward to connecting again with you this time next week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.